Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. I'm Ryan Becker, and I'm here with two awesome guests, uh, Gary Rouse and Ross Knight. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves as we start off? Ross? I work as a pastor in Boone and Banner Elk, North Carolina. I work uh, here in the Carolina Conference. All right. And Gary? I'm the superintendent for education here in the Carolinas. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on. And this one's a tough one. So I mean that thank you more genuine than, than normal because this one this one's a hard topic to get through. This one uh, – Theologians all throughout history have been trying to answer this question, and you can find volumes and volumes on it. And what I was hoping to do today is, in our short time together, kind of dive into this question from a more like an easier perspective or a, a more simple perspective. Uh, neither of the three of us, I don't think, have the same theological qualifications to write those giant texts. And even there are times where I read the big philosophical books and I'm like, I don't understand. I understand some of those words <laughs> and that's about it. So it's, so I want to talk about this just from, from our perspective and who knows, we may not be able to give the entire perfect right answer to this, but maybe there's something here that, that might give someone some guidance. And the question is this, how do we know God is good in an, in a world full of so much evil how do we na- how do we even begin to navigate that question just at the very beginning um i guess to me if god is you know if we've turned away from god so bad things are happening in our lives now that would almost say he must be good because the opposite of what's happening in our lives would be good and as humans, we've chosen to go different than what God is. Hmm. That's and that's a really good point. And I think, too, uh, I think of sin the same way I think of uh, diseases or things that can be passed through uh, through childbirth. You know, if, if a if a, a mother smokes or drinks while their baby's in the womb, they might come out with developmental issues or, you know, you've got different diseases that can that are hereditary. And it's like it's it's no fault of the child that they're stuck with this, but it might be the decisions of the parents. And I think sin, uh, sin works exactly like one of those diseases, that it just passes right through. Uh, and in many cases, it's, it, and it's the consequences of choices that other people made that we're stuck with. And that's nothing different than we experience just in general, right? There's nothing, there's nothing different than if someone walks up to me and punches me in the face for no reason. Well, now I'm stuck with the consequences of their actions um, and, and the results of their actions. And I didn't ask for it, but it just, it is. And and for me, it's, it's one of those things where people always tell me everything happens for a reason and I can't stand that response. And I think, uh, I think the, I mean, if, if sure, let's go ahead and, and say that everything happens for a reason. And the reason is we live in a, in my perspective, we live in a broken world and broken things happen in a, in a broken world. Uh, Ross, what about you? Any thoughts here? Well, Ryan, um, everything happens for a reason. No, I'm just <laughs> Get out. You're done. You're fired. <laughs> no, I have uh, probably th- uh, three areas where I think about when it comes to asking or answering that question. Uh, number one, I have to say at some level it has to be a little bit of a feeling thing. Um, those who have had an experience or an encounter with the Lord can feel his presence and can feel his goodness 
you know, talk about going through a difficult time or or a, or a hardship, and when they say, you know, I really felt the holy the Holy Spirit was was working in me and and bringing about a peace that I had not yet experienced, and and so when you have that encounter that I believe is genuine, that we can genuinely have, you know, it brings about that goodness that you're looking. It, God is good. You know, we, I, I come to that conclusion as I have that feeling that, uh, I'm having this encounter with, with the Lord. Uh, the second off uh, is I would say there has to be a faith element too. Um, there's th- people who write bad things about God. There's the Bible that says good things about God and that everything, un- uh, uh, everything in between. We have to uh, accept out of faith that our Lord and Savior is good and one who is looking out for our our benefit and is looking out uh, for us and does indeed love us. And the third thing for me is if you look in the Bible and you kind of read about uh, God and his dealings with uh, with his people throughout the Old Testament and then even into the New Testament, what you'll find is that there is constantly this story of redemption taking place. You know, uh, God's people turn wicked and they, you know, either go and and experience these pagan practices or or fall into idolatry and God sends a prophet and gives them warning of what is to come, but always offers a a redemption as well. Or if it's maybe not even offered in that in that scenario, there is a redemption that takes place over time, you know? Hmm. Uh, if you the Old Testament's just this like revolving cycle of Israelites are are faithful they're they're going good god and they're they're experiencing god's blessing then they are unfaithful uh they experience something bad and yet god still comes back to them when they re- when they repent god still restores and there's this redemptive quality so when i say all that you have to understand why would god spend all this time forgiving and restoring and or or recreating why would he do all these things if he didn't uh, if he was not innately good, that's huge. And I, I really loved what you said about perspective, right? Because there are there are things in my life that I see as bad that are actually good, and my perspective is faulty in that. There's uh, just the entire concept of physical pain, like literally, if there's a cut or something. There, there are people whose nerves don't work the, the same or don't send the signals to their brain, so they live without feeling pain. And for them, they end up. Anyone who's had this this disease or this syndrome, I, I, I cannot remember the name, but uh, they they basically have to live in a bubble because if they break a foot, if they get a cut, they don't know. And so, like, pain is what tells you something's wrong or something that has happened. And so they'll get a cut and they'll bleed out and they don't even realize it. They'll be walking with a broken foot and not even know what's going on and everything gets worse. So the thing that we've traditionally seen as something that's bad – was actually something that was good for us, and uh, it, it, because it signals that something is wrong, and so there's this I- entire idea of perspective that it's perhaps our perspective that's faulty here, not necessarily the people that we're accusing. Right, and I think a lot of that has to do with a, a good parent. If you say, "Well, this parent is a good parent," what are they doing? They're making their children do the things they should be so they'll become good citizens and learn how to respect people or whatever. They're probably probably punishing their children to some degree mm-hmm. to try to get them to behave. They're um, also trying to help their children learn things. Well, then you put that in the perspective of how God relates to us. 
He allows bad things to happen that can maybe change our course in our life. He maybe brings us into situations that will give us a learning experience. Um, He's doing things to make our lives better. And again, it's not, God doesn't want to try to make this life better as much as he wants to give us the better life, which is eternity. Absolutely. And I think along with the parent uh, kind of uh, metaphor, right, there's there's this idea that, that kids, as they grow up, their immune systems are weaker because uh, kids weren't allowed to play in the dirt or yes. kids, kids weren't allowed to get sick. Right. Uh, and the other the other. And so there's this idea of letting your kid get a little messy because they'll be stronger at the end of it. And the other side of this is if your kid this is something I learned recently, and I'm not a parent, so maybe I'm completely off base here. Um, but there's this thing of whenever a kid falls, the first place they look, like a like a like a child, so you know, a toddler or adolescent, whenever they fall, the first place they look is at you as the parent, and depending on your reaction, that will guide their reaction. So if 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 the parent reacts with concern and fear, the 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 baby or the toddler will start crying, but if the parent doesn't even bat an eye then the kid is like, oh, okay, this isn't that big a deal. I'm fine. And so this, there's this other thing of I think sometimes God chooses not to react simply because he wants us to know that this isn't the end. And and this isn't that this isn't as big of a deal as we're making it out to be. I like that. Um, and, and so he he sits there and he says, let it let it play out. There are t- Every relationship I've ever had that's ended has been terrible for a time. And at the end of it, I'm like, Man, I'm so glad those relationships did not last. I do wish I could have learned the lesson without the pain, but I'm glad the relationships didn't last. It's not because I don't like the other person, but I realize that that person is not who I'm meant to be with or who I should be with. And and so everything kind of has its place in developing us. Yeah. The other aspect of God being good when we're living in an evil world is that God is intervening. Hmm. If... If he wasn't good, why would he care? You know, he would just let bad things happen and he would just step back and watch and laugh and think everything was great. But he sees bad things. He sees that we're living in a sinful world and he has stepped forward to do something to make things better and bring us back into um, that perfect world that he designed us for. I would just piggyback off of that statement as well as to say good stands out in the face of bad. And so uh, when we see God revealing himself in this world to us, it stands out in a world uh, full of violence and pain and cancer and all of the above. You know, I think about it when uh, when we have had our, our life-changing experience with the Lord. And I always say life-changing because I don't know a single person who is the same person uh, before they met Christ as to uh, afterwards. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've asked some of my church members before is that uh, who here is exactly the same as they were before you had an encounter with Christ? Obviously, nobody raises their hand. God never leaves us at the same point at which we were. He he meets us where we're at, but then also carries us to a new reality. And so uh, when I think about that, I also can see in individuals, you know, when somebody has had their life changed or turned around, maybe it's from suffering from an addiction or maybe it's from uh, any number of things that, that they've been going through. Maybe it's someone who uh, has been dealing with anger 
for instance, for me, one of my personal struggles has always and probably still will always be until Jesus comes is that I am a natural arguer. You know, I, I am, in <laughs> fact, my reputation in academy, probably a little bit in college too, is that I could debate and I could argue. If somebody says it's night outside, I'll say it's, it's, it's daylight. What are you talking about? So, but I had, I had someone really get through to me on that. And uh, I've been at least told that that's not, and don't ask my wife that. I don't know if my wife would agree with that perfectly. <laughs> but I've been told that that doesn't seem to be as much of an as much of an issue. And I attribute that to I attribute that to the Lord. And the reason I bring that up as an example is because when God works something out in your life, it is visible. You know, it is a it is a visible thing when somebody has had a um, a makeover change in their life. When when Christ has His effects in you, that we are different and uh it stands out and so uh the reason i bring that up in in regard to the question of is god good is that good things tend to stand out in the face of not good things does that make sense yeah no i i remember the 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 las vegas shooting um there was one because of social media now we don't just hear about tragedies but you can actually watch them play out right and one of the one of the sayings I've always heard is whenever a tragedy happens, look for the helpers or look for the heroes. And I remember watching a cell phone video of people in the crowd while the wall gunfire was going off. And it was this girl recording and she had come to the concert alone. And so she um, she you can hear her crying and saying, I don't know where to go. What do I do? And there's this there's this guy you can actually like physically see this guy in front of the camera he's leading his group of of friends away and he sees her and he says you're with you're with us now come with me we'll get you out of here and they stay low and he basically protects them he stands between them and the gunfire as he leads them away and this girl who was completely alone and frightened i mean just scared paralyzed with fear literally he pulls her and he makes her feel part of it and it's those it's people like that that when you choose to focus on the good the evil Yes, the evil is terrible, but we remember that there's still good at work, even in the midst of the evil. So I really appreciate, uh, I really appreciate that. And Gary, you said you, you look like you wanted to say something a little bit earlier. Yeah, it, kind of similar to what you're talking about, what both of you guys have been talking about. I believe one of the ways we know God is good is by the way Christians react. But unfortunately, I think the reason this question keeps coming up is because Christians don't always act like Christ. Mm. And to me, that's probably the focus that maybe we as Christians need to have more, not questioning whether or not God is good, but am I showing that God is good? Yeah, that's huge. You know, Ryan, it's really interesting that you brought up the Las Vegas shootings uh, because I had a a story or an encounter that... uh, deals exactly with that instance. You know, when that happened, I was out in Colorado helping a friend of mine uh, preach a series um, out in Southwest Colorado. And it was a one-week series, so on Wednesday, uh, you know, my buddy wanted to take me out and kind of see the sights a little bit while we had a day off. And so we went to Arches National Park, um, and uh, he wanted to go. He got me up at, like, two in the morning so that we could make it to the Mesa Arch uh, so that he could uh, so that he could uh, shoot the uh, the Milky Way, take pictures of the Milky Way. Uh, and uh, he warned me. He said, listen, we're going to try and get there at like 4.30 in the morning 
because uh, we want to get there early because there's going to be like hundreds of people out here trying to take a picture of the sunrise. Uh, and I'm sorry, I said it was he was shooting the Milky Way. He was shooting the sunrise through the Mesa Arch, and it was it was incredible. So. Um, we get there, and sure, there's three or four of us there, um, and we made it. So he got that exact, you know, really nice, nice shot that he was looking for. In fact, he had me camped out in another spot uh, so that he could take his picture and then run over there yeah. to take the other picture from another angle. And I had these, you know, uh, scary looking dudes uh, standing over me, like, "Why is this guy with no camera in my spot?" And I just <laughs> couldn't move, you know. Um, but anyway, so so my friend, uh, he is all set up in the prime location, and as it's about the sun's about to rise. He's hearing all the people behind him. Uh, and he hears this lady uh, behind him say, Oh no, I forgot my lens. Hmm. And so I'm not this, you know, camera guy. I don't know. It was a Nikon camera and it was a nice lens, but it was like the previous model where my friend had the absolute up to date, but he still had that previous model lens in his bag. And so he hears that. And if you know my friend and he's taking pictures, there is no way he is he is he is so good at tuning out everything <laughs> while this is happening and suddenly he just kind of heard what's going on with this this girl behind him and he he just immediately reacts and he goes hey i think i have that i think i have that lens in my bag and again this the sun is just about to come up at this point mind you and uh and so anyways he rushes over he gets the lens he he hands this like thousand dollar lens to the this girl stranger. behind him yeah complete stranger and then uh then feels this overwhelming compassion and says he takes his picture and he has probably about maybe 45 seconds left uh to take more and more and more and he goes hey you want to take my spot uh, this is a spot he had held down for a good two hours so this this girl gets to take uh, take the picture as well, and he comes down and removes me from my freezing space on the other side and takes the other <laughs> angled shot. So afterwards, um, you know, we're kind of getting together and we're comparing. I'm comparing my iPhone pictures with his, you know, beautiful <laughs> pictures. And uh, the the girl and uh, her husband kind of well, actually it was the husband first comes over to us and says. You know, you don't know uh, what you did that impacted uh, my wife today. Um, we just had a really, really difficult experience uh, last little bit. And you, today's her birthday, and she—it would have been the worst thing if if uh, she hadn't been able to take this picture. It was on her bucket list and everything. And oh no, we're happy to do it. Happy to do it. Talk a little bit further. Turns out, and they opened up more. They had been at that concert in in Las Vegas, and only. Uh, only one day before had they been running for their lives and they had seen the PTSD was real. They had seen people shot down right in front of them. I mean, they were in the middle of the spray of the bullets. Hmm. And uh, and this little encounter, you know, we're in southwest Colorado. They're over in Las Vegas. So we, we somehow came together that morning and my friend had this opportunity to bless her in this special way. Hmm. Again, to me, that is not that is not coincidence. That is a loving God wanting to show compassion to someone and give them give them a gift to be able to say, "Listen, I and I don't even know I don't even believe that they were yet believers at this moment, but I know that at that point we were able to plant a seeds in their life, knowing that God was with them even through that ordeal." Hmm, that's huge. One of the things that I've shared with a lot of young people as they've talked with me about the joy of being a Christian or uh, wanting to be happier or why they're sad. I'm bored. I can't find anything fun to do. I've always told them that 
if you really want to be happy, if you want to really find joy, go make somebody else happy. And I believe that really goes along with what we're talking about here. If you want to know that God is good, go do something good for somebody and you will feel Mm -hmm. the presence of God. I once asked uh, a a popular pastor, or not even a pastor, just a ministry leader in in popular Christianity, so not just Adventism, but I asked him, I said, what do you think the line between prayer and action is? And he said, if you're praying for a handicap ramp and you have $300 in some spare time, then go build the handicap ramp. In other words, if it's a prayer that you can be the answer to, then be the answer to it. And I think um, we get to be, we have this privileged position where in many cases we don't even know we are, but we get to be the answer to people's prayers. We get to be the vehicle that God uses to answer prayers and to show his goodness and his love. As Jesus says, you'll know, or the world will know that you're my disciples by your love for one another. Uh, Thank you guys again for, for coming on and this has been an awesome conversation. I've really appreciated the stories that have been shared, the perspectives. Any final thoughts that you guys want to leave with our listeners? Well, I, I think when you um, look at is God is good, if he's good, you need to be thinking of how you can reflect that. Hmm. And the way that you can know he's good is by studying the word of God and then testing him. Hmm. That's huge. Well, I just say look at yourself, you know, um, and look about, think about all the all the rotten things you've done, and you ask, well, where does the capacity of anything good come from me? I like where does anything good originate in myself? Is it is it me? Am I? No way. It comes it comes from who lives inside of us, and that's 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 the Lord. Um, and uh, we can we can see those fruits uh, in how he works in us, but also we can see that we serve a God who not only cares about the big things, but also cares about the little things. Amen. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for sharing your perspectives. I couldn't agree more with everything that you guys have said, and I don't always feel that way uh, in these kind of conversations. Uh, so thank you. I didn't know where this conversation was going to end up, but I think it ended in a fantastic place. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you and maybe given you some new perspectives on this topic. And uh, we just encourage you, go Go be the evidence of God's goodness to someone else. Thank you so much for listening to Echo, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.